Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 17th of August and what I'm going to run, do now is run through key developments for the markets last week and also our thoughts for the coming weeks, coming months. Well, last week was another good week for equity markets. Uh, global equities were up um, around 1% or so and this followed gains of around 2% um, the previous week. So the equity rally continues and Global equities are actually now back to where they were at the start of the year, and US equities have done even better. Um, US equities are above where they were at the end of last year, and are now actually testing the highs back in February. So why have um, equity markets continued to rally? I think it's really down to two things. The first is that the corporate earnings season for the second quarter is now drawing to a close, and the results both in the US and Europe have not been as bad as uh, people had feared. And the second thing is, there is still really no alternative to equities. For anyone looking for a half-decent return on their money, with fixed income yields so low, there is really no alternative to equities longer term, if you want a half-decent return. And both of these factors are, I think, supporting equity markets. So equities continue to rally. As to the actual uh, data out last week, um, to be honest, I'm not sure it was a major sort of market mover. And whereas, um, you know, it was a good week for global equities, it was not a good week for the UK. And I'm not just talking about um, the UK government or indeed the A-level results. I'm talking about UK GDP. And the fact of the matter is that um, the UK recorded one of the biggest, or in fact, the biggest um, decline in activity in the second quarter of any of the major economies. Uh, GDP shrank um, 20% quarter on quarter. Um, and the only um, other major economy which came anywhere close to doing as badly is in fact Spain. And if you look at the likes of the US and Germany, they saw a decline of 10% rather than 20%. And Japan actually saw a decline of only 8% or so. So very much in the second quarter, um, the UK was, as it were, bottom of the class. Um, if there was any good news, it was that the numbers were actually uh, no worse than expected. Um, and the other piece of good news is that we are now recovering. Um, in fact, we hit the bottom uh, back in April. And from the sort of trough in April, we are now up um, around 11% or so. So the recovery is underway. That's the good news. The bad news is that we've still got a long way to go. Um, activity in June is still some 17% or so back below where it was pre-COVID. And there's every reason why the pace of the recovery, which in the last two months has been quite snappy, is going to slow. Um, and the reason for this are sort of several. First of all, um, you're going to have the government stimulus measures um, being withdrawn over the next few months which can only be a drag. Secondly, you may well have continued consumer caution. And if you look at the experience of China, which has very much led the global economy out of, these, out of the um, downturn, the consumer over there still remains relatively cautious. Retail sales are still below the levels of a year ago. So I think there is going to be um, continued consumer caution, as well as this um, withdrawal of government stimulus. And then, of course, you know, initially, you've got to you've got a bit of pent-up demand um, following lockdowns, and that's clearly not going to continue forever. So the recovery in the UK, I think, has somewhere to go, and in a way, the easiest bit of the recovery has been over the last couple of months or so. Um, 
Elsewhere, the news in the US has been more focused on the politics rather than the economics. Um, and very much the story here is obviously Joe Biden has appointed uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate. And that will probably uh, boost his chances in the presidential election. He's already the front runner. And if, say, Democrats did win the presidency, did win the Congress, then um, this probably would cause a bit of a setback for the equity markets, just because of their plans to uh, increase taxes, particularly on corporations. Well, very much the focus um, over the last uh, few weeks has been on the rebound in equities. But the one other sort of major sort of talking point has been gold. And gold is actually the top performing asset um, so far this year. But in the last week or so, it's actually come back 5%. Um, and our view here is that gold longer term does remain pretty well supported. The major thing going for gold at the moment is that uh, government bond yields are so low and they don't offer a yield. So the big disadvantage of gold, which it doesn't pay an income, is no longer such um, a disadvantage. And I think this will continue to support the gold price. As well as that, clearly, you've got a lot of uncertainty out there, both on the geopolitical front and also obviously what happens with the virus. So I think gold does remain well supported. Um, indeed, we make an allocation to gold where we can. And um, one other thing I think the recent move does highlight is that even though gold is, as it were, a sort of risk off asset. And what I mean by that is if you get a big crisis, then gold almost certainly will go up. It is not a risk free asset. It is a volatile asset. So even in the last week, um, it's fallen back a good 5% or so. So it is a risk-off asset, but it is a risky asset, if that's not too much of a contradiction. One of the reasons why gold has actually possibly fallen back a bit is that government bond yields have ticked up in the last week or so. Um, not much compared to the size of the declines you've seen over the last couple of years, but they are a bit higher. And again, this is one of the reasons which is supporting, as I said earlier, global equities. The fact that government bond yields are quite so low. And again, I think even though we had um, only a small move in yields over the last couple of weeks, uh, yields are up sort of 0.2% or so from their lows, this still um, translated into a price decline for 10-year gilts of as much as 2%. So government bonds are no longer, as it were, the risk-free asset they once used to be just because yields are so low. So those are our thoughts very much at the moment. Uh, where does this leave us? Um, essentially on equities, we still think equities are in danger of a correction over coming months. Uh, valuations are high and some doubts about the recovery could well set in. But long term, um, we remain rather more optimistic just because the returns you're going to get from fixed income, be it government bonds or corporate bonds, are pretty limited and you don't have to get much from equities still to do rather better then you're going to do from owning fixed income. So those are our thoughts at the moment, and we'll be back again uh, next week. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.